Good afternoon and welcome to Coffee Break, a podcast of Riverside County Child Support Services. My name is Nathan Hartel, the Deputy Director with the Department, and I have my co-host Bruce with me today. How are you doing, Bruce? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty well. So we are here not in our normal morning time. Uh, we are having an afternoon coffee break today uh, where we take our coffee break time to spend some time with our listeners, our customers who are uh, taking time out of their day to listen to our podcast and share some information about the child support program, uh, what we do, how we do it, what, what's the process of the program and why we do it. And uh, we are privileged today to have a very special guest on our podcast. And Bruce, I think that maybe you would be an excellent person to introduce her. Uh, it would be my absolute pleasure to do that. Um, we have Patricia from uh, the Family Law Facilitator's Office uh, in Riverside County um, Family Law Court. And she has credentials um, that make her the, the go-to person for this podcast. So without any uh, further delay, uh, Welcome, Patty, and thank you for joining uh, Nathan and I for this podcast, which is going to feature you and the Family Law Facilitator's Office and what you do, how we're connected, how our agency is connected with your, with, uh, your office, and you can pretty much talk about anything you want, and I think everything that you talk about is going to be helpful uh, to all of our listeners. So welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you so very much, Nathan and Bruce. Welcome, Patty. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, we're excited to have you. And today's episode, um, having you as a guest on our program, represents a little bit of a departure from what we've done in, in past episodes. And that's partly why I'm excited about it. This is a chance for us to, to use our podcast to really highlight and showcase uh, FLAC, the Family Law Assistance Center. And for any of our customers who might be wondering, well, why in the world would child support be highlighting another agency, another department like that? It's because there is a, a connection. There is an overlapping between our customers and the customers that go uh, and see you. And one of the things that we've talked about off and on throughout our podcast, Bruce, is we've talked about how we cannot, as representatives of child support services, give legal advice. We can't tell somebody what paperwork to file. We can't instruct them on what to do, how to do it, if they need to get an attorney, anything like that. So there comes this natural stopping point in the service delivery that we offer where we have to listen, where we have to understand what our customers are indicating that they need, but we can't step further into that. And so there, there's a couple things, many things, but a couple things that kind of come to my mind, Bruce, that are natural places for that. One might be uh, forms, legal forms. So there's a lot of forms that are sometimes needed throughout the child support process. Uh, one is a, an income and expense declaration that's used oftentimes to get a modification process going. And if a customer was to come to us and say, you know what, I need you to help me fill this form out. We're really kind of limited on what we can do there. So that might be an opportunity for us to refer them to somebody else who could actually speak more freely and give them, you know, a little bit of a, a greater level of service in that area. So, uh, Bruce, is that, that your understanding as well about the crossover and the connection between the family yeah, assistance that, center? That, that's, that's the most important um, crossover that I can think of. Um, you're right, our agency, our, our staff, our attorneys cannot give out legal advice. Um, and technically, uh, and Patty will talk about this. Uh, 
um, the family law facilitator's role in giving out his advice is very limited. But um, our agency, the, our staff, oftentimes refers our participants to the family law facilitator to get assistance with um, documents, like you said. Uh, the income and expense declaration is a very common one. The answer to a complaint is another one. Uh, maybe um, uh, a person wishes to file their own motion and just needs some help on you know, how to go about doing that. So we, we probably invoke the family law facilitator uh, dozens of times a day because they are the ones that um, can really uh, bridge the gap between what we can do and um, what we can't do and, and get, their, get their paperwork, get their issues into the, the court arena. That's great. So maybe what we'll do, uh, kind of understanding and laying a little bit of the groundwork then for the crossover between Family Law Assistance Center and Child Support. Patty, can you speak a little bit uh, to our audience just about who you are? Uh, what is your position? What's your role? And maybe really get into some of the basics. You know, are you a uh, another county department? Are you a county agency? Do you work for the court? Uh, so let's not make any assumptions about what our listeners may or may not know about who you are in the services of the Family Law Assistance Center. And just kind of fill in some of those basic gaps for us, if you don't mind. Sure, no problem. Um, I am an attorney, and I've been licensed to practice law for a little over 30 years. I've been with the court for 20, and I've been a family law facilitator for the last 13. So I've been involved in the program for quite some time, considering that the family law facilitator's office is fairly new when compared to all the other types of services that are out there. The family law facilitator's program was originally created basically with the understanding that 80% of the litigants in family law are self-represented. And the forms, were written by attorneys in legalese, which makes them very difficult to understand. So our job as a family law facilitator is not to represent people. We're in the same boat as you with regard to that. But we have the ability to sit down with a litigant and educate them as to what the form means so that they can better fill out the forms and provide the information that's necessary. These forms can be anything associated with the child support it could include the initial intake packet, the uh, packet that they get when there's a modification being sought, or if they wanna file their own paperwork, then we can assist them with a request for order to modify or to get child support on their own. The Family Law Facilitators Program is an element of the, of the court system, the state court system. So we are in no way associated with the actual Department of Child Support Services uh, Department. We are court employees or state employees because we were taken over by the state. And uh, we are paid by, this, by the courts and we work for the courts. I think that's important to know because so if our customers are going to avail themselves of your services, I think it's important for them to understand that they are not going to really an extension of child support services. We're, we have an overlapping customer base, but we're not connected at all. Um, it's also important from, if I'm hearing you correctly, that you're not, they're not going to see somebody who is connected to the commissioner, judge, or attorneys who are gonna be in the courtroom 
and part of hearing their child support issues. So you're, you're kind of in that middle space um, that I hope, and maybe this is your experience, I don't know, would provide them with a, maybe a feeling of, of safety and, and security and asking the questions that they need to ask. I agree. I think that our job is to, again, it's educational. And knowledge is power. If you understand the documents, if you understand the process, it gives you more power to go forward and put your argument forward. If you don't understand the process, you don't understand what you're writing, you could provide information that's wrong and hurtful to you. So it's always a good idea to try to have somebody either explain the forms if you don't, if you don't understand them or to review the forms before you submit them to the court. So that if there's missing information or misinformation, it's caught before it's actually filed with the court. Okay, yeah, that sounds great. Sounds like a wonderful benefit uh, that our customers will want to take take advantage of. Um, you know, one of the things that Bruce and I have talked about many times this year on our podcast episodes, because how could you possibly talk about any topic without COVID coming up? Um, I would imagine that the Family Law Assistance Center has also been impacted by COVID. So you've told us a little bit about who you are and what you do, but can you kind of get our, our listeners up to speed? What has been the impact that the pandemic has had on your services? Uh, maybe walk us briefly through, you know, the last six months or so, um, and then kind of, you know, bring us up to date. Current, you know, where are you guys at today in terms of providing services to the public? Are you completely open back the way you were um, in all the different, you know, respects pre-COVID? Uh, are there still some limitations? So how is all that going? Well, brief history from the date of COVID to now, um, March 20th, we were told to leave and we all left. Uh, in, within two weeks, I was back to work remotely and we were primarily doing emails and phone calls. Within a few months, we were scheduling appointments and speaking with people individually on their appointment date and time to review their forms, um, assist them with, the, uh, with explanation or correction. Uh, I do my appointments remotely, but by WebEx, which is the court's equi equivalent to Zoom. And um, I find that the litigants really like the, like the personal touch, even though it's remote. The current state of our assistance is we are all still working remotely. There is no way to make our self-help center, what's the word? Socially distant. You've got to talk to people. You've got to show them paperwork and hand them paperwork. We don't have individual offices where we help them. We have a giant room where we put them on a computer and walk around and answer their questions. So in that way, we can't socially distance. And so COVID is really making it so that we have now gone into the 21st century in providing services. We will, we are still taking phone calls, not so much emails. You can make appointments. And we have appointments that are offered from uh, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. through our family law facilitators, through just our general self-help center, the appointments start at 7 a.m. And as I said, it's an individual appointment. We ask that the individuals email their forms to us before the appointment so that we can review them and be prepared to talk to them about their forms at their half hour appointment. I feel that the services done remotely are 
almost as good as if we're in in person, but far more convenient for the litigants than when they had to leave work early or take a day off from work, come to the self-help center, sit around and wait to maybe get help or maybe not. Here, they know the date, the time, they call, you know, we call them, we have the discussion, they get their help at their time in their home. But, you know, I think that we're all experiencing the same thing that the in-person customer experience certainly cannot be replaced. But I think that, you know, one thing that's happening with COVID in the public service, you know, area is that we're realizing that when services were only available in person or on the phone, you know, there may have been this false impression that we were reaching everybody because that's what everybody wanted. When in reality, you know, we are now probably actually reaching potentially more people with virtual services. And then as we move along, you know, in time here, uh, getting past the pandemic, hopefully, um, you know, we can bring back, you know, some of the, the in-person, but it really is an opportunity to expand out and reach a larger group of people, like you said, Patty, at their convenience. And I, I love that part of it. I so, do too. So Patty, I, um, the question that came up or that came to mind is suppose I'm somebody who wants to meet with one of your attorneys, or one of your staff, um, what do I need to do? Is there a website I would go to? Um, yeah, is there a, a phone number that's available? Do I need a referral to talk to you? Um, so starting from scratch, I'm, I'm just a person who doesn't really know much about the court system at all, but I, I really need to talk to an attorney about the case that I have. How would I start the whole thing and, and what, what would the process really be? Well, there's two ways to make an appointment. The first is to call our, our self-help line and we have two numbers for that. The first one is 951-274-4499. And the second one is 760-393-2163. Now, both of these numbers will take you to the same self-help center, so you're not gonna get faster service one way or the other. It's just for the convenience of the desert folks versus those of us that are a little higher up in the, in the area. The other way to make an appointment is to use our appointment setting um, website at our, and I don't know how else to say it right now, at our website, you can make your own appointment. Our website is at riverside.courts.ca.gov. And for the appointments, you would do riverside.courts.ca.gov slash appointments. You would agree to our disclosures, which are online. You would then be asked what type of an appointment or what location, and you would select self-help. You would then um, be, be able to choose the type of service that you're looking for. And that type of service would be under the DCSS appointments. There's a, a number of different services that we provide, but if your issue is with the Department of Child Support Services, that is the area where you're going to want your um, appointment made. And 
most everyone who's answering questions in that area is going to be an attorney, a family law facilitator. Um, we do have a couple paralegal specialists who also answer questions, but those spots are reserved solely for the Department of Child Support Services folks. So uh, that, that's, that's great. It's really helpful information. Um, and I know our listeners who are most likely um, um, have an account with the Department of Child Support Services often, oftentimes have questions that, that deal with um, uh, what, what am I supposed to do if I need to go to court? What do I need to prepare? Um, what do I need to file? How do I file it? Uh, so if, uh, if I know I have an upcoming court date and I'm just completely lost at how to prepare for that, um, how, will, how will your office, Betty, help, help me as an individual um, with all the things that, that go into a single court hearing? Well, if you make it the initial phone call, what will happen is they will try to find out what it is you need. They will help you set the appointment and they will email you the forms that you will start and then email back to our self-help center so that it can be given to the individual with whom you'll be speaking. At that point, we'll then go through the forms and answer any questions that you have with regard to the forms, pretty much line by line like we do um, or like we did when we were in person. So from that aspect, you'll get from the self-help center, we'll send you the forms and you'll then send the forms back to us so that we can review them and be ready to talk to you at your meeting time. If you make your appointment through the internet at riverside.courts.ca.gov appointments, then the individual who goes through the appointments that are made should send out an email with any uh, links to forms that would need to be filled out and then ask that they be filled out to the best of the person's ability and emailed so they can be reviewed. We have at our courts what we call self-populating forms. So for instance, our request for order or our responsive declaration, these are form packets that already include the paperwork that you need for the request for order or response, the income and expense declaration, and the proof of services. Uh, these forms, as you fill out the first page, self-populate with all the information that is repetitious throughout the forms. And it makes it much easier to fill out these forms than trying to do it by hand. So um, will the family law facilitator's office file the forms for me or uh, will I need to file those on my own? You would need to file them on your own. In most cases, the family law facilitator will give you instructions on how to file, either through e-submit or dropping it at a Dropbox, because our clerk's office is still not open for general filings. Um, if that doesn't happen, I know that I always send messages from my personal email, my work email, and I ask the individuals to just email me if they have quick questions, and I can provide them with the information they need. And, and a big part of um, filing a motion with the court is serving the other party. Um, how uh, will FLAC uh, 
help me with, with that. Well, unfortunately, our FLAC personnel, no court personnel is able to assist you in, with the actual service because it, it kind of shows if we were to sign a proof of service that we represent you or we're for you in some way. And so we don't wanna show any kind of leaning one way or the other for a litigant. So we have to stay completely neutral. However, we do explain the service process and provide the options of personal service and how to fill out that proof of service versus service by mail if it's available. Also, if they're trying to serve a modification of child support and Department of Child Support Services is involved in the case, then we can refer them to the Department of Child Support Services for service uh, on the other party. And um, suppose I have a court hearing. I know right now court hearings are very limited in family law, but eventually uh, one of these days the court's going to open up for in-person hearings. Um, will a, a FLAC attorney be able to accompany me to a hearing or be at the hearing just in case I need some last minute um, uh, help with my case? Unfortunately, again, the answer would be no. That would be a form of representation, being there to give you legal advice, legal, um, tell you where you should go, how you should proceed. Uh, analyzing your case in any way would be considered legal advice, and it's not something that we're able to do by statute. So Patty, I wanted to mention, you know, as you've shared a lot of good information about how customers can get in touch with you, uh, for those that are listening to this episode, know that all that detail will be spelled out in our show notes. So nobody needs to feel like they have to, to jot it all down, but it's all going to be memorialized in the show notes of our podcast, Patty, so that everybody will have all that great information on how to reach out and how to contact you. Um, one of the things that I wanted to, to bring up was that you know, Family Law Assistance Center is not just a, a place that Child Support Services refers someone to. We actually have a really positive collaborative relationship between the two of us. And am I correct that, I know this is probably a pre-COVID statement, um, but Family Law Assistance Center would be physically present in the offices of our, of our child support buildings in Riverside and in Indio, I believe, to meet with our customers uh, in person so that they didn't have to go to a different location. Is that correct? That is correct, and we will begin being back at the DCSS location starting next week. That is excellent news. So finally, something good <laughs> that's come from, <laughs> from all this. We're, we're moving a little bit out of all the restrictions and back into something good. So, okay, so all that information about uh, websites, phone numbers, how to schedule appointments, and then on top of that, starting next week, you will be back, not you necessarily personally, but Family Law Assistance Center will be back present at the Riverside, Iowa address for child support services and in Indio, is that right? That is correct, starting next Okay. Week. Is there any, uh, do the folks who would be using our services at our Blythe office, would they then be going to Indio for Family Law Assistance Center help? Yes, I don't think we're extending it to Blythe just yet. I know that we did go to Blythe once a month. Okay. But um, currently in trying to staff Indio and Riverside, we don't have the personnel to move outside. Sure. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm really excited to hear that you guys are going to be coming back and that partnership will, will continue. I think that's, that's great news. Anytime that a customer can do as much of a one-stop shop kind of approach to getting their services uh, met, 
the, the better off everybody is. So I know that uh, you and Bruce were talking a little bit about the different things that you do, the, the specifics of the services that you provide. But I was wondering if you could just kind of summarize for our listeners, what would be, let's say, the, the top maybe two reasons that a child support customer would come to seek your assistance? What's the most common common reason? The most common two reasons would be to modify their child support order because they can get a hearing much faster than if they were to go through the Department of Child Support Services. And so sometimes they don't wish that delay. Okay. And we can help them fill out the paperwork so they can get a, a hearing in approximately 45 days. The second most frequently asked thing would be for custody and visitation orders along with the modification of the child support. And we do assist with that because they do go hand in hand. Your child support is based predominantly on time share and income. And if you're trying to change your timeshare, you're gonna naturally have to change your child support as well. Yeah, that's, that is so true. And I know that our customers are well aware of the, the intersection between those things. And you're absolutely right. Your income and the amount of parenting time that you have, actual time visiting with or custody with the child or children on the case has the two biggest factors on how much child support they have to pay. Um, you know, so thinking about all that, uh, one of the things I wanted to know, you know, in your many years of, of experience and your expertise, if you could think about the experiences, the engagement you've had with child support customers, is there a piece of advice that you would give them that might help them kind of navigate uh, the system that in your experience, you think, you know what, this is something that I can just tell. Customers really need to know this about the child support program or about how to navigate through the, the legal part of all this. Anything come to mind about a, um, just a, a great tip or a piece of advice that, that you could give to our customers? I think that the most useful thing that they can take away from this is child support is controlled by the California guideline calculator. And the court will follow that calculator, regardless of how the numbers fall. And sometimes those numbers aren't fair. But the parties can always agree to another number. The parties can look at the facts and determine what would be in the best interest of those children? Is it in the best interest of the children for the custodial parent to take half of the non-custodial parent's pay, thereby leaving them homeless or without a car and an ability to go to work, thereby eliminating the child support they can receive altogether? By stipulating to a non-guideline order that is reasonable and can actually be met by the parties, they are doing themselves a world of good and it will help their relationship tremendously. So Patty, um, if I'm somebody who gets along well with my ex-spouse and um, as you said, we've, we've come to an understanding of um, what our finances are, what my finances are, what my spouse's, ex-spouse's finances are, um, there's no dispute regarding the amount of time we spend with our children. Um, can we both uh, meet with uh, a family law facilitator and 
uh, hash out an agreement together with, with one of your attorneys? You certainly can, because the WebEx program allows us to invite as many people as we want into our meetings. So we can have a meeting between two or more individuals where we're discussing everything. And if they're on a computer, I can share the calculator with them and show the calculation uh, through the share uh, process on the WebEx program. And they can see for themselves what's happening and, and what's important, um, where the net income is versus the child support, what goes into the calculation and how little changes can make a difference. We would love to be able to help you with that and then help you with your stipulation to either get a child support order or modify the order. And for those of you who don't know, a stipulation is just a really fancy word for an agreement. <laughs> I was going to ask you, um, stipulation. So stipulation uh, is, a, is a word that I think us attorneys toss around all the time, um, but it, it's a confusing word, but it really means agreement. Yes, you know, we went to law school and um, paid a lot of money to use really big words that no one else can understand. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have to break it down into actual English rather than legalese. But, but you're so right about being able to show people um, how the guideline calculator um, manipulates figures, what, what, how results change based on um, a change of a, a visitation percentage or putting in a hardship for a child, uh, other children that, that aren't of the relationship. Um, and I think seeing that um, it makes a huge difference for people who are, are not really um, used to dealing with child support and child support amounts. Uh, so if, if I'm able to see that and my ex-spouse is able to see that, we're both looking at it and, and we can say, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, I think that, as you said, makes such a difference. I, I, I truly believe that. Yes. You know, Patty, it, it really just feels like such excellent timing, you know, having you on, on the episode today. I, I, so, so good to hear that you're going to be back in our child support offices starting next week. And with all the information that you've shared, one of the things I keep thinking about, and I'm trying to picture this from our customer's perspective, it would feel so encouraging to me, I think, to know that, yes, I have a child support case manager to help me through the process and help me understand what's going to go on with, with child support. But the idea that I have somebody else to go to in the Family Law Assistance Center to help me answer questions, to help me just kind of navigate that legal part of the, of the process, even though you don't uh, represent them as an attorney, I would find that particularly comforting. And I hope that, you know, those that are listening to this will experience that and feel that and think to themselves, you know, that that is awesome. I have somebody else who can just give me the information that I need, talk to me realistically about what these numbers are, about what I can do, about what I can't do. So I, I think it's great. And I'm so, so thankful that you've been able to come on uh, our episode today and talk to our listening public about the services that you guys provide. I think it's great. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. I've had a really good time today. Thank you. Bruce, um, any, uh, any final questions or anything for Patty? Yeah, um, just uh, one last question uh, as far as other areas of the law that the family law facilitator uh, might be able to help the general public in? The family law facilitator themselves 
are limited to child support issues. But the Riverside Superior Court Self-Help Center, which is comprised of attorneys and paralegals, provides assistance in all the areas of law. We have civil, unlawful detainers, small claims, name changes. In family law, we help with divorces, petitions to establish proto relations. We have guardianship or conservatorship assistance. Um, we, I think that's it. But that's pretty, that's a pretty big list. That is a, that is a big list. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very big list. And, um, and here's the biggest question of all though. How much does this cost? That is an excellent question. Well, you know, we, we do charge by the minute and um, our fee is a whopping $0 per minute. That's a so great rate. It is, it is a free service to all litigants. And again, we don't provide legal advice. So we can't tell you what is your best course of action, but we can answer your general questions. We can help you complete the forms that are necessary, get you your hearing date so that you can, well, we can't get you the hearing date, but we can get you the paperwork that'll get you a hearing date and explain the process so that it's not as scary as it might otherwise be. That's great. That's wonderful. Thank yeah. you, Patty. And it's, it's always good to hear that uh, so many services are available free of charge to the public. Uh, makes it so much uh, easier for the public to gain access to those services. So thank you for doing that. And Again, thank you for joining us on our podcast. Uh, we we want to do as much as we can to educate the public on, on what we do as uh, child support professionals and bringing you in as a, a family law facilitator professional um, just adds, adds to uh, what we can do um, to help the public. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, Bruce, uh, my coffee cup is empty, which means the episode we're recording is now coming to a close. So I would like to uh, encourage our listeners to take advantage of all the information in the show notes about the Family Law Assistance Center. And once again, this episode is brought to you by the Riverside County Family Law Assistance Center. Happy to be able to showcase the services that they provide. Uh, please check out those show notes. You have all those details about how, when, and where you may access their services. Please contact us through our website at riversidechildsupport.com. And Bruce, uh, we're signing off for this episode. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, Patty, again, thank you for joining us today. Anytime. I'd love to come back. Thank you.